<laughs> We're going to be here a while. <laughs> Mr. Alex Gladley, uh, it's been a while, man. Good to see you. I'm delighted to be here. You drove from Windsor up to the Midlands for some Premier League football and a Beaver Town neck oil. Lovely work, cruelty free. Um, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Yeah, very good. I've been following uh, Purito for a while now on Instagram. Been Thank you for the support. Yeah, having a go at some of the ingredients. So it was, it was great to, to try the nonna kebab in, in real life. It was an absolute treat. I'm glad you liked it, man. Nonna is king. Um, yeah, how's it going, man? Um, I haven't seen you since New Zealand, Queenstown, 2017. Yeah, things have changed. I think I was vegetarian at the time. Yeah. I'm not sure what you were up to. I think I was on the verge then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I was just on the verge of uh, the big switch. Um, but now you move to Canada. Four years in Canada. Four years in Canada, in Vancouver, which is a great place to be a vegan as well, incidentally. So that what? helps the change. Yeah, was it um, easy enough to find nice spots? Yeah, there's amazing vegan pizza places. Pizza's always one of the harder ones to uh, to lose, I think, when you change. Yeah. So uh, that was a that was a big help. <clears throat> is it um, is it a big thing over there? Growing. Huge. I think anywhere down that um, yeah the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Portland, even down to LA. Yeah. I think veganism's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you um, obviously was veggie. For ages, all your life, my whole life, yeah. Whoa, the first hundred percent meat-free human <laughs> that I've, I think I've ever spoke to. There's been a few Sikhs and Hindus and stuff who've um, who I've met who obviously were born into born into it. Why? Um, I'll take it your mum and dad are meat-free. Yeah, for sure. So um, you know they they did eat meat growing up, but what happened before I was born uh, was my mother worked near an abattoir for some reason because she was a teacher so I'm not quite sure why they were in proximity um but yeah she could essentially the way she describes it is she could hear noises or screams from the abattoir and just basically when she heard that she didn't want a part of that industry anymore um so if I was born in 1989 we must be in the 80s so it was probably not that common to be a vegetarian at the time I'd say my parents are pretty compassionate, so I'm not quite sure how easy it was for her to convince my dad, but I think he just said, yeah, okay, I understand. So, um, yeah, they, I think they pretty much went vegetarian overnight, and then I was born as a vegetarian as, as well. So I'm very thankful for that now. You know, I've never had to wean yeah. off the, the meat, which obviously I, I don't want at all. So yeah, it's been nice and... And easy for me, yeah. So you're basically living proof that you don't need it because obviously people change and then they're like, oh, what am I missing? But obviously you've never had it and you're extremely fit and active. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I can Google you, actually. <laughs> I can't believe I can type your name and you come up. Talk about your, your running, man. Have you? Uh, how did that come about? Have you always ran? Uh, always ran, yeah. So... Um... Yeah, I think I was, I was born to run, um, bit of a cliche, but I was always running everywhere. I remember 
growing up and, and playing football. My mate was a goalie. We used to, I just used to shoot at him. And then when the ball went past him, I'd run to the other side and then shoot from that side and repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, but so I was realised that was pretty good when I was at school. And then I ran from basically the age of kind of 13 to around 17, 18. Obviously, 17, 18, you get interested in, in other things. You realise you might not make it as a professional runner. Um, so, yeah, at that point, I probably probably stopped for a while. <clears throat> I'm going to say, because when, when I met you in uh, Oz, 2014, I didn't even know you were a runner. Um, you didn't really... But there's a reason why. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> um, not many people were doing much outside of having a good time. Um, but, yeah, so you, you kind of had a break while you travelled and then... Because I, I didn't know that you did it, really, and then, obviously, since I've had you on Strava yeah. the last, like, five, six years, it's been yeah. like, whoa, what is this man doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man's making me sick. <laughs> no, you probably met me in my unhealthiest period of my life. Um, obviously, I was still... I was vegetarian and I wasn't doing any exercise... I was just about getting sick of it. So I think when I met you, I was probably starting out at CrossFit. So I, start, I was beginning to, to sort myself out. Um, and uh, yeah, CrossFit was a big saviour for me, actually. Yeah, it kind of led to the path of getting back onto the running scene. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I've just got your stats up here, man. So you've done 1,500, 3,000, 5,000, 5K park run, 10K, half marathon. Yeah. Half marathon in 68 minutes. Is that right? Yep, 68.09 is the PB so far. Wow. And what kind of... Where does kind of like the world record stand in comparison to that? Oh, crikey. Uh, okay, maybe not world record. But <laughs> yeah, you're talking about pro, a Kenyan pro running. level, yeah. Sub like, 59 probably, but um, professionals probably around kind of 63, 64. Um, I wouldn't... I would say... I reckon I've got a minute to... Trim. to get down on on that one if i can if i can have a, a healthy run and a and a good race to do yeah um but the the marathon is kind of what i concentrate on at the moment so yeah, yeah. my current pb was made at london in uh yeah last october 22259 wow and what um how many people would run it and what kind of place would that time get you uh, placed the london marathon a good 40000 i guess um and I was I was eighth in the masses, so those that didn't start on the professional line. Oh really? Yeah, I came. Whoa. I came out. Eight forty thousand. Yeah. Or thereabouts. Thereabouts. I'm pretty sure it was Shit. eight. But. That's fast, man. You've done a ten k in thirty one twenty two. I think my best ever ten k is forty six minutes. So you're <laughs> fifteen minutes better off. You could I could give you a you could give me a fifteen minute head start. In a run. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick. sure you can bench more than me in the wow. in the gym though. So it's, you know, play to your strengths. That's fast, man. So uh you've been running in Vancouver, you've been running London Marathon, you've been around a bit, doing a doing a few others or Yeah, Sacramento, Boston, Chicago. Um, what you did in the US as well? Yeah, yeah, that's uh oh, shit. I, I I guess I was doing the I was doing CrossFit, I was getting a lot of strength from that and then started remembering that I was good at running and then it came to I had a decision to make because I was do, do I 
lay down. It was twelve hundred dollars for the next six months for, for CrossFit, and I had a pretty cheap running membership that I could have gone for instead. So I decided to go down that go down that route, and then I did the marathon, and I got into Boston, which was really lucky because I was just like, well, I've never been to Boston, so I might as well give that a go. And then that's when I just started going going crazy on the running and running. Yeah, three four. I run six days a week now, but probably at the time I was running three or four, three or four times a week because I was still doing football at the same time, which takes takes quite a lot out of you. Yeah, I bet it does, man. Um, any any pains or aches or injuries or anything from running? I tend to get stuff in my glute. I'm pr- I'm pretty lucky in general, and my I feel like my body gets used to it when I'm running so much. Like each each day, almost it kind of gets used to it. Yeah. Um, but I do get. Some glute issues, I do make sure that I go and see a massage, um, a masseuse or monsieur, uh, every kind of three weeks if I'm getting ready for a marathon because they can usually tell me that something's going wrong before before I realise. So self-care is extremely important when you're doing the marathon and you're doing so many miles. Yeah. I mean, I've only got to play 60 minutes on a Sunday. Yeah. Football, and I can't walk for two days, so I can only imagine what uh, what all these big runs are doing, man. And the vegan diet's pretty helpful for that, right? It's Mm -hmm. not inflammatory. What about that then? So obviously you were vegetarian since birth. Mm -hmm. Um, What made you make the switch in the last few years? So it goes back to when I was in New Zealand and I was doing CrossFit. And I think when you grow up as a vegetarian, especially like back in the day when I grew up as a vegetarian, you're kind of reliant on dairy for, for protein. That's what I kind of grow up learning, that that is the only place that I could get protein from, which... sounds mental now to me but that is kind of what I believed and you end up eating a lot of cheese Mm -hmm. thinking that that's that's your your gate to protein so I was getting into CrossFit and I was starting to to put on weight and that was the goal at that at that time so I think yeah when you are trying to be healthy eating and doing all of that training it's not really conducive to be eating pizzas, is it? Like to to get to where you want to be, just eating cheese. Um, so I think I feel like my body at the time knew what it wanted. So I was like starting to get into chickpeas and stuff like that. I wasn't quite thinking about turning vegan. I think that seemed a bit extreme to me even at the time, which is sounds odd, right? If you grow up as a vegetarian, but it, it did seem extreme to me at the time because that's just what I was kind of led, led to grew up believing um but then yeah I just started like look really liking the look of the chickpeas and the pinto beans and all of that that looked great to me so I was just starting to do it naturally and then I actually watched a I watched a program and it's not one of the classic ones that people talk about like forks over knives etc and earthlings um so I don't know if you've seen it but it's called Carnage by Simon Amstel have you seen it I haven't heard of it, mate, no. No, so most, most haven't. Simon Amstel, do you know, he's like the comedian he did. The name rings a bell, yeah. I Never mind about yeah, Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he's vegan as well, and he, wrote, he, he basically wrote this mockumentary, and it's set in, I think it's like 2067, and everyone's vegan. It's very funny, but it's, yeah, it's very poignant as well, and they're basically looking back at what our folk did to animals back then. So, yeah, I was watching that, and it's mostly really against the dairy industry, I would say, you know, and how we, we treat 
cows and make cheese basically. So I was watching that and just learning about, you know, the, the rape cage as they call it, impregnating them, ripping away their, their babies and then basically just pumping all the milk out of them until they can't move anymore. All for a bit of milk. All for a bit of milk. So I just had a bit of epiphany when I was watching this program, like because I, you know, I'm a vegetarian, or I was a vegetarian, sorry, at that at that time, first and foremost for the animals. So I just realised that I was a huge hypocrite because I actually think that the dairy industry is treating a cow much worse than the meat industry. I mean, it's the same people, of course, but hundred percent, yeah. But uh, yeah, that dairy cow goes through a lot more than the the beef cow goes through. So that was the moment where I realised I couldn't be a vegetarian anymore if, if I was doing it for the animals, which I was. Yeah. So after that, I just yeah started to get rid of things one by one, uh, and that mm. that that worked for me. And definitely moving to Canada as well, moving to Vancouver where. It's all, it was almost fashionable, really, to be a vegan, and there's mm. so many so much choice that just that just helped it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, with the impregnating thing and the rape, and if someone had like you know a cat, a pet cat, if you chose whether to kill it and eat it or forcefully impregnate it over and over again and steal its babies and whatever else, you'd ch- I think I don't know. About, some people, but I'd choose that to, to just kill it and get I, I put it out of so. misery. So, yeah. so to say that it is worse, I, I agree. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit weird. It's, a bit it's very, yeah, a, a grown man drinking a, a glass of milk creeps me out. <laughs> yeah. Milk's for babies. Um, and I don't know, you know, it, it creeps people out when a kid is too old to be breastfeeding, mm-hmm. but it's fine for somebody to... You know, drink a glass of milk from another oh, animal. I drink the, the gold top as well, just oh, straight from yeah. the bottle. Yeah, not good. I, I'm enjoying some of the the advertising at the moment that Oatly are doing. Have you seen it with their... They've kind of got the kids from that generation that did the Got Milk adverts with the milk. Oh, yeah, lip. Beckham's... Beckham's yeah, son, so he's yeah. doing it now. It's like oat milk on his lip. I'm like, yeah. It's, yeah. We're, the, we're the good funny guys, I think, now. So, yeah, yeah I, things I are changing. I can see it changing, mate, yeah. Even people that give up meat and stuff, they say to me a lot they've started drinking oat milk or whatever whatever um substitute it tastes better yeah, it yeah. Tastes there better is a really milky one and it's too real yeah I, f- I think it's the alpro yeah there's like an alpro milky one and it's really milky yeah and that's just too far yeah okay. uh yeah the the a typical soy does me usually yeah typical soy milk it's always good for sure yeah. and that's probably the, the most healthy one mm, i'd say so in terms of Vancouver and your four years there, did you see a rise within that four years or was everything kind of there when you got there and you kept yeah, going to the same places yeah. or did new places start opening up? No, every, everything was was there already. It seemed it was all very, very new to me. Um, you know, vegan pizza places, um, vegan diners. There's an amazing, albeit vegetarian, but also very vegan restaurant as as well there called the acorn which is meant to be like the best vegetarian restaurant in the world so really we would often go there yeah for um what would they sell it's it's kind of like fine dining so seasonal menu oh okay yeah 
they chop and change it. Chop and change it a lot. Mm. Very exciting to go. I would always go on my birthday. Yeah, yeah, you need to go. You need to go. I'll have to give them a little Google now, yeah. what they're called. Uh, the Acorn. The Acorn yeah. in Vancouver. But we were we were very sport for choice. And I, I did really, really, I still do love pizza. So that was like the the last thing for me to go yeah. um, out, of, out of my vegetarian diet. And I remember when I'd been flirting with veganism for a very long time and I think it's, it's very easy when you plan ahead. It's when you're with other people or in, in a different place that it can be a little bit tricky, right? And mm. Like now if it happens, then I'd, I'd rather not eat. But I remember walking around Whistler and I wasn't in, in control of the group. Yeah. And we ended up going to this place where there was nothing except a pizza and I ate it. And I just hated every minute of it. it just, mm. What, a real pizza? Real pizza. Yeah, this, ah. this is what, like, yeah. just as I got to, to Canada. So we're talking like 2018, 19. Yeah, you, you kind of see it in a different light then, don't you? You, you realise, you connect the dots to where he's came from and what's actually happened. And you, I remember ordering one with Era, and I went for the Pepper Passion and Era ordered it and it came and it was a real one and I didn't know until halfway through. Oh, no. And I think by that point it had been like a year where I'd been dairy-free, so it was a bit of a hit. But I'll just put it in the bin and... Yeah. Um, forgot it ever happened, but it does happen. People slip up and that, but... It's, yeah, it's um, if cheese is good for you, why wouldn't pizza be an everyday thing? That's another little. Yeah, I would say you don't see like the world's top athletes sitting there munching on cheese, do they? Because tom- <laughs> tomato is good and bread's all right, but <laughs> what is it about a pizza? Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, Van- Vancouver sounds good, man. So you lived in what? Oz, went over to NZ, and then four years in Vancouver, man. That's a good. It's a good 10 years, isn't it? Yeah, and Nine, Australia's pretty good for veganism as well. I wasn't really looking. Yeah, oh man, at I, was the time. A, I was a big meathead in uh, Oz. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, I probably ate like three or four times as much meat yeah. there because of all the barbecues and we go down to the beach and have a barbecue or, or whatever else. You just seem to eat steak all the time. I think that you're a very good advertisement for the fact that anybody can become a vegan. Yeah, a few people have said that. <laughs> because, I mean, I'd like, I think you should tell the <laughs> listeners what you were up to the first time I met you. <laughs> oh, the chicken wings? Oh, man, yeah. So, I, vi- I vividly remember this. I vividly remember it. I don't know why it sticks in my head. And I've sat there, and I, with this big plate of chicken wings, and I mm-hmm. love chicken wings. I used to eat, I used to have a lot of wings, man. And I remember eating them. And I was like, do you want some? And you were like, no. You sure? He was like, yeah. So I carried on eating them. By this point, I've had like 17 birds birds. worth of wings (laughs) and I had like 20 left and I carried on eating them. And I was like, Al, do you want some? He's like, no, no, no. You sure? Yeah, okay, I carried on eating them. I finished this big plate of wings and then you turned around and said, yeah, I'm vegetarian. And I was 24 at the time. This was like, what, seven years ago? Yeah, maybe more. it didn't even enter my head. It didn't even register with what that meant. I'm, you said I'm vegetarian. I said, well, why? Like, what, what, what? like, I knew that vegetarian was, you don't eat meat, but yeah, I didn't understand anything else about it. Yeah. And it kind of stuck in my head over the next few years. And um, I was like, and then I kept hearing vegetarian and no meat, and then something would happen and then I'd see something else. And this is kind of where it led. Over that seven years, it kind of, I know it would have been three, three mm-hmm. years after that. So up, 
over the next three or four years then, I just kept hearing it and then I'd look into it and then I'd be like, why? And then surely you need it. And then, but from someone who has never touched it since birth, yeah. um, it's mad to think that for like most of my life, I didn't even have a clue <laughs> what, you, what your kind of uh, viewpoint on it was, man. Yeah. Um, growing up, I bet it was hard, especially at the start, like not, not so much the last 10 years, but yeah. at the start, was, was it difficult you're, you're going right, out? Yeah, um, I mean, not, not, not too hard, but I think that definitely when I was, I was younger, there's probably a bit, a bit of stigma around it. You know, I wouldn't like appreciate the conversation coming up. I know at my primary school of 300, there was like the vegetarian table and there was six of us on it out of 300, half of which were Muslim. So they, for them, it was more <laughs> than they, you know, they weren't even vegetarian. Yeah. So they were all lumped together. Um, so yeah, I, I remember, you know, going around somebody's houses was a, a little bit of a, a worry because they're going to offer you a, a meal that you can't have. So... <laughs> Someone's just done the biggest sneeze I've ever heard <laughs> and seen. Um, I think we'll leave that in. <laughs> Sorry, mate, carry on. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, you know, kids are, they're, they're pretty innocent anyway, isn't it? So it's not, it, it wasn't too bad. And then going to secondary school, again, probably a little bit, a little bit tougher. Um, I wouldn't say impossible. I think that I do remember quite vividly once somebody kind of, came up behind me with a bit of ham and like just smashed it in my face from behind. <laughs> so that wasn't very pleasant. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't but... laugh really. Cause that's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't too pleased, but he was a lot bigger than me. So there wasn't much, you know, getting beaten you up. to take wouldn't... the ham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. No choice. Getting beaten up wouldn't help the situation. So uh, yeah, I didn't do too much back to him. Um, Would you rather a big punch than a... A bit of ham? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a punch for the for the pig having to take die. Take a punch for the pig. Yeah, yeah. So there was a bit of uh, there was a bit of a, a thing at school with kids making comments and obviously putting ham in your face. And yeah. <laughs> what age did that start? I can't imagine it was. Uh, to be long. to be honest, you know that I, oh. I think that was quite isolated. Like other other than that. It, it wasn't too bad at all. You, know, you didn't people, get kicked around the playground. No, <laughs> not at all, not at all, not at all. Um, you know, I, I guess when everyone's having bacon, the, 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 night after, the morning after a night out, you usually get a few comments. Um, mm. How can you not eat this, et cetera, stuff like that. Um, but apart from that, it wasn't too bad just because I, I think, you know, I always was. I never changed. So it was always known what I was up to. I was always, mm. you know, sporty at school as well, I think, mm. which, which probably helped. Mm. So, in, in terms of adulthood, have you had any shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I think that, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm a little bit older now, so the people you surround yourself with are, are usually the people that, that you get on well with, but also, like, the stigma's just completely changed. And a lot of the documentaries have helped with that. And the, one, the biggest one for me was Game Changers. I think because you know people were realizing that we could uh, that we could live real men. <laughs> yeah, but then when they realized that people could do it, and I mean, there's a lot of amazing sports people out there that are vegan, and there's some that have been doing it for decades as well. But seeing someone like James Wilkes, who's an MMA fighter, it actually got a lot of people interested. So that's when I started actually getting 
questions and people wanting to try it and people wanting to do it with me, which was really, I, I was lucky enough to, to meet James Wilkes for a very short amount of time. And I, I did, right. yeah, say, um, you know, thank him because it, he really changed the, the thought around sport and veganism. And I, people have tried, like not everyone stuck to it, but I know people that have yeah. tried it and they just wouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. A lot of people who I meet in the shop mm-hmm. and Game Changers pops up a lot in conversation. Yeah. They say, uh, yeah, I watched it. Was it 2018 or 2017? 2019? Yeah, probably 2018-ish. Yeah, I think yeah. that's when the big spike was, wasn't it? Especially yeah. amongst sports people, especially. Um, people who were into the gym and stuff realise now. To be honest, I did, I did think Game Changers was a little bit silly at times. I'd agree. You know, yeah. like with the was it the battle rope and the geezer was yeah. I'd agree. All of a sudden, breaking world records because he had some celery or something. Yeah. So I, I do think obviously this is going to be a little bit biased, especially things on Netflix. They yeah, can yeah. sway it largely to, to one side, can't they? But on the whole, it had a good. It was a bit sensationalist, but the good thing, and obviously he, he was so passionate, is he had actually done the research and a lot of it was backed up, but then there were moments that were sensationalist as well. But I think it needed to be like that because that's what captured most people's imagination. And that's when I started getting people in my DMs asking me what, what it's all about. And recently I've joined a new, because I've just moved back to the UK, obviously I I joined a a new running team. So we traveled up to the national cross country and I knew that it would come up at some point. But it turned out that out of the four of us in the car, obviously me being full vegan, two of them had tried veganism off of the back of Game Changers. So it's obviously done something for us. And, yeah. you know, they knew what it was all about and we had a conversation about it and it was, you know, we were all adults, it was good. Yeah, yeah. There's, def- there's definitely been a massive um, influence from that, I'd say. And in terms of like documentaries you was on about before, when you said you watched that one, Carnage. Um, Carnage, I haven't heard of that. I haven't watched many of them. I, haven't, I don't think I've watched, I haven't even skimmed the surface because it's, really? it's that disgusting. Yeah. And it's that, it, I, we it's watched Earthlings watch. and the missus started crying after 10 minutes <laughs> and I turned it off. I mean, I could have watched it. I, yeah. I didn't want to, but I wanted to kind of, but literally mate, 10, 15 minutes. She, we turned it off, she was crying. And she was mm. like, I hate humans, you know, I hate, I hate the world, and I was just like, oh, my God, what have I just seen? I've only seen, like, the first bit of it as well. Yeah. And then since then, I, I know enough, you know what I mean? From, yeah. From reading and seeing things on Instagram and reels and memes and seeing snippets of the industry, I don't need to see anymore, you know what I mean? Dominion. Yeah. There's the the blood one, um, the bloody milk one. What's that called? Yeah. Uh, it's, I try not to watch them as well. It's vile. Just a bit. It, yeah. It's, it, and I don't need to see anymore. No. And I think a lot of people who know about it but still fund it, mm-hmm. they don't want to see it either. Oh, 100%. It really is grim. What other ones have you seen? Have you seen many others? Not recently. The way that I consume that type of information has, has changed, really. I'm more into the podcasts or the uh, Earthling Ed uh, YouTube videos and things like that. So less, less... I don't know if there's been any new documentaries out recently, but that's kind of how I learn about what's going on or actually keep keep infused about what I'm doing, which is mm. hard, to be honest. So I completely believe in it. But Earthling Ed is incredible, isn't he? Yeah, he's very good at arguing. One day we'll get him on here. That would be one of the biggest vegan names you could get. I'd be very impressed. Ed, please, 
come onto the No Beef podcast. Um, back onto the fitness and running, mate. Um, Nutrition-wise, what what does like a typical day look like for you? Because obviously, I'm guessing you've got to eat a lot more calories than the average person running yeah. so much. What yeah. what does that look like for you? Like a typical day? Yeah. How do you fuel your body? I, I'm not too I'm not too strict to be honest with you. I mostly eat when I'm hungry, and I try and have a you know a bit more protein than the the usual person with all the the running that I'm doing. Uh, I tend to wake up and do my running then, so I would do that fasted you know nothing from the night night before maybe just some water in the morning before I go unless it was a harder session in which case you know I'd be looking to get some kind of carb on board before but yeah most of the time I run fasted and then have a big breakfast and throughout the day definitely a lot of peanut butter toast goes down it's a good way of getting your protein in mm-hmm. it's not hard to get the protein in on our diet contrary to popular belief um, but I do tend to um, supplement with a, a protein shake in the morning M- more just because of my lifestyle I'm, I'm gonna run you know 20 mm. sometimes 30k in the morning before work and then I've got a full full day of work so it's just a bit of an insurance policy to have a vegan shake know that I've got that that protein and I can get on with my with my day yeah it's not it's not fun to be tired throughout the day is it from a, a run, no like a big session no I can't believe that you don't count the calories really because yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when when I when I'm training or running or whatever, the slightest bit of a deficit can really affect my energy. You know what really? I mean? So yeah. I'm so, but if it works for you, man, that's uh, it's, it's lovely work. There's no there's no fun in tracking calories. So no, keep yeah. doing what you're doing, and it's obviously not slowing you down, is it? I guess it's a little. Yeah. I I measure myself on the performance of of race day, and then everything in between that. Like I try and eat really healthily throughout the week. It's m- mostly you know um, whole foods plant-based whole foods a lot of beans a lot of tofu and then I tend to have a bit more fun at the weekend so I never buy things like beyond burgers for the house but if I go out on a Saturday that might be something that I would that I would have a more of the the vegan junk food which you know is is still still junk food it's great but I would try and avoid that in the week and eat as healthy as possible yeah yeah the the beyond burger at pubs is a a bit of a lifesaver isn't it oh it is it is unbelievable. Yeah, double up for a pound. Yeah, <laughs> to have that, you know, a few years ago we would be we would be struggling. They used to have some pretty horrid burgers. I've just come back from France as well. That was tricky. Mm-hmm. That was tricky. They have worked out that we we eat pokey. So What's pokey. <laughs> have you not had pokey? It sounds um, horrible. No, no, it's <laughs> uh, it's just it's a, a very easy meal. It's basically like rice base, and then there'll be oh, like. Okay cabbage edamame mm. sometimes mango i know you don't like fruit in, in food oh, but keep your fruit <laughs> out my meal, man. um it, a lot of the time they would be having like salmon salmon or or tuna with it but we yeah. would have edamame beans so i think out of the sort of four days i was there i probably had at least four of those because you know a lot of the places didn't even have a veggie burger on the menu or it's just pizza yeah it's just full of cheese Jambon, yeah, and croissants, and it. it yeah. Tired. I went to Italy last year, and it was just bread, tomato pasta, bread. <laughs> it's not good. Um, I, I did I have a meal of fries as well. Oh, the fries! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is hard, and I think next time I go away, I'm going to take a big bag of protein powder. Yeah, because I've found that it fills me up. Yeah, even at the minute where I'm trying to build a little bit of muscle, 
I have a shake and I just can't get the calories in. It's supposed to help you, but it actually has the reverse effect because it fills me up that much. I can't eat I see, as much yeah. as I usually would. It's weird. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to take a bag abroad next time. It's just it's tricky when you're not in control. I was with a group of yeah, 11 lads and no one was even vegetarian. Although they're all good mates and a few had tried at least vegetarianism, so they did understand. And you know, one would say, I'll go somewhere else with you if you like, but it's not quite what you want to be doing on holiday it's better it's easier when you go like when i would go away with my my partner our tourism is basically going on happy cow and looking for the best place to eat <laughs> i like, said that the other day <laughs> man it's like it's like a hobby isn't it yeah it's like a hobby you just you just yeah. think oh where can i go next i'm gonna go and try this and um yeah happy cow someone put us on happy cow actually i didn't know what it was and someone oh, really someone put the shop on it yeah so that was nice of them and um it does help if you're out and about and you need a quick look around because if you google it and you search like things come up with like one dish don't they exactly so like the, the popular word. place will pop up yeah and then you click on it and it's just like the one dish or whatever but happy cow is you can you can actually filter it out can't you yeah all right i'll be reviewing your your nonna kebab on there for sure three star yeah <laughs> <laughs> where would you say your favorite eatery is or where have you been like is it? I'm guessing it's the Canadian one, isn't it? The, yeah, uh, the, the, the acorn there is is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I've just um, looked at the pictures actually. Yeah, gourmet. Yeah, gourmet. <laughs> it's really, it's it's really nice. What was the uh, what was a typical dish there? What would you order? I couldn't even tell you now. Like they would they would mix up the menu so much. Like once when we had when we when they had a breakfast which was cereal, which sounds horrible, but. It came out of this little teapot with hot milk in, and it was just absolutely unbelievable. Call like, my cereal. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. So, yeah, they're doing really inventive things. Um, there's so many places. There was a, a diner called Meat, M-E-E-T, um, which is obviously a, a play on of M-E-A-T. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a diner. That was really good. Mixed up the menu as well. But that whole city is incredible, as is some of the ones I mentioned earlier. Like in the US in, in general, I think that they've really cottoned on to the fact that it's big big business. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of places that you can eat there. Those are great countries to travel around as a vegan. Um, as was Mexico, actually. I just got... I was in Mexico over the New Year. I thought I was going to be eating rice and beans. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it turns out that there's a huge vegan scene there especially really? Guadalajara and Mexico City was some of the best vegan food I've, I've ever had see that's really surprising because yeah I did think when you told me you were going yeah I was thinking oh, that's going to be Struggle. hard that's going to be difficult man did he what kind of things did they do just your typical stuff that you they find have everywhere? lots of fake meats as well yeah. um and satan and and things like that but when I when I started traveling I was just so surprised at how much there was to offer and yeah Mexican said to me that you know, their ancestors pretty much had a, a vegan diet. So although there's, you know, definitely a lot of meat there and a lot of yeah. pork. Because um, South America is massive for um, beef production. It is, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, it's surprising how it hasn't, you know... I think I'd have struggled anywhere else, but I think the fact that, yeah, the, they had their ancestors eating a primarily plant-based diet, nice. that's, that, that goes into it for, Cause, for sure. Because some countries like Argentina, they're, they're known for the... Beef. Uruguay beef, beef yeah, which is obviously horrific for the Amazon. It's horrific for the animals, of course, and and everyone, yeah, the environment in general. I'm glad it was all good, man. I'm glad um, you had a while over there, didn't you? Three weeks? Nine, nine, yeah, nine weeks. Nine weeks? Nine weeks, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 
Nine weeks in Mexico, man. Um, I'm glad you actually brought that bit up about the ancestors with their plant-based roots as well, because like people obviously think that everyone, everywhere, in every generation, has yeah. always obviously um, hunted animals and whatnot. But you can go back to like that that group of people in Spain, something like forty thousand years ago, and they was actually proven to have a healthier life than the the omnivores yeah, at the time, it, the, the Neanderthals. Yeah, people kind of think that veganism is a, a new thing, which I think is mostly down to the marketing of you need meat to survive, which you know, certainly isn't true these days with everything around. But in fact, people were doing the same as what we're doing thousands of years ago. Mm. Yeah, that would explain our really long intestines, I think. There was, there was an Egyptian one as well. Uh, well, there's a few actually, like a few Egyptian cultures who um, like lived off wheat and barley. Yeah. For like thousands of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, intestines. Long intestines so Long that we intestine. can break down the, the fibre. Is that what it is? Yeah. And then obviously we've got hands that can pick fruit rather than claws that can take down a big animal. So there's a, there's a you lot. You could strangle an animal. Have you ever tried? <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> want it, mate. <laughs> but even the Romans as well. Uh, oats, barley, wheat, rye. It's mad because I thought they were eating beef burgers. It's true. The hardest men on the planet at that time were vegans. Well, I've got a question for you. Sure. What does your ideal vegan restaurant look like? Look like? Well, for me, because I eat so... I try to eat so healthily at home, I'm afraid I'm a bit naughty at the weekend, so I prefer the... Naughty boy. <laughs> yeah. I prefer the, the junk food. I prefer the, the fake meats. All that, I really enjoy Satan. While you're on the topic, this is another can of Beaver Town neck oil. Um, nice vegan drink. Fantastic. Sorry, mate, carry on. It's amazing how much time as a vegan you would spend looking at just things like beer to make sure that they're <laughs> vegan. I think I've added about... 15 minutes to each shopping trip because you know that there's going to be milk ingredients in something somewhere. Milk powder. Oh. Get your milk powder out of my crisps. What does it add? Oh. It's, it's even in ready salted crisps sometimes. You're like, how? Oh, man. How? But I'll come back to your question. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be more of a cafe diner, huge portions. I've probably just done my weekend long run and I'm going to go in there and... I don't know, it could be a shakshuka, it could be a bit more American maybe, maybe it's going to be a, a double meat-free burger. <laughs> um, Same we, as Weatherspoons. Yeah, with, with fake bacon. Um, yeah, I just like being a little bit naughty, naughty yeah. at the weekend. Yeah, well you can man, and yeah, you, there's no need to be 100%, no, no one's 100% are there. I don't it's think... no fun. No, exactly, and I think as well, if you want to be running for a long time like I do you could go whole hog and you could be completely as healthy as possible but how much you're going to enjoy that it's mm. not something that you're going to be able to sustain over a long period of time I did with my last coach I asked him if he wanted me to stop drinking alcohol but he said if you do that then what what's your vice what are you going to go to he probably didn't realize I was drinking quite so much but <laughs> <laughs> um but i think that you know unless you're a world champion like a lot of vegans are mm. um then yeah you need to to have a cheat day 
Mm, definitely. Life's a living man and I'm the same. 80-20, always say 80-20. Yeah. It's probably more like 70-30, but <laughs> I'll stick with 80-20. Um, best meat replica best product? Best meat replica product. Um, I actually probably would go with the Beyond Burger. I, it's not something that I eat. It's, it's not even that, like, probably prefer tofu, to be honest, but mm. that's its own thing, right? Yeah. So, um, and it's kind of harder for me to answer as well going between countries because there's so much on offer now there's some amazing things in canada for sure um yeah that i went to the the planted expo um two years running and some of the stuff they've got uh, it's harder for me because i never actually used to eat things like you know fish and, and meat but i'm told mm. that they just taste exactly the same and yeah man. usually yeah better for you as well yeah not always definitely not always yeah. but they i mean there be. is crap in there yeah <laughs> you won't want to be eating them every day no um no but like i said no nobody's diet's 100 perfect no. it never will be so why not enjoy a bit of crap exactly on a weekend yeah treat yourself um we are off to vgn in 20 minutes are we i'm excited yes booked for you um especially number one in the midlands yeah is that unhappy cow Shout out to Happy Cow. It must be, it must be. Friend to vegans everywhere. Mate, next question. How has veganism influenced other aspects of your life, such as spirituality, relationships, career choices? Yeah, good question. Um, So, I mean, I'll I'll be honest, I'm not too much of a spiritual person, but uh, relationships uh, for sure is obviously a big one because you make that decision, it does affect people around you. Um, I'm very lucky in that my partner is a very compassionate person who comes completely on board with it, really. Uh, she, she watched said program, Carnage, with me, and it got us both thinking. Um, so you know, she decided she didn't want to hurt animals either, and we're very lucky. We we're actually with, living with her parents at the moment because we've just moved back, so we're looking for a place, and they've been uh, very nice to cook vegan meals for us all of the time. Um, I'm... Starting to go further now. I'm trying to get rid of animal products in, um, you know, fashion, even things like belts, wallets, shoes, um, anything that I can do really to to avoid hurting an animal. So I always used to say, if I can have a plate, if nothing dies from my plate, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to have that with my fashion as well. Um, my missus is in that kind of fashion um industry and we were looking the other day at like fur and things like that and it's yeah disgusting we could see like beautiful white foxes all in cages you know getting ready for just like a fur coat basically you've got to say that that is way worse than food i I know that food is the main focus yeah but you can you can just about understand someone who says i like the taste yeah i'm not saying it's a yeah. A justification, but yeah, to to fund it just for a fur hood on yeah, your jacket. It's I mean, unreal. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, and it it is in fairness, it's becoming less and less. Uh, you have started to see these companies, haven't you? Putting yeah. bans on, um, yeah. you know, different laws coming in and yeah. putting bans on companies and whatever. Yeah, and we've got, you know, I think the the vegan the vegan activists that people tend to hate, the ones that are throwing blood in places, are actually the ones that we thank for that. You know, it's not something that I'm person you're going to do but you know them you can't ask a fashion house to politely stop murdering foxes you won't get anywhere so exactly. yeah. it's that kind of behavior that has has led to those changes yeah 
see a lot of people would turn around and say that's way too aggressive yeah uh, you know, you're disrupting people's livelihoods, and and that's another thing with the farmers' um, argument. Mm-hmm. Um, a good thing that Ira said once was, you know, if if people are going to turn around and say, well, what is a farmer going to do instead? You know, what uh, what what are they going to do for jobs? How they're going to feed the family? Well, you could also say, what is a policeman going to do if crime stopped? What is <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. a county court judge yeah. going to do I mean, if crime stopped? Uh, what is a mental health therapist going to do if mental health problems disappeared off the earth? You know what I mean? So where does that come from? Yeah. Well, Surely they're just, just making excuses, right? And probably a bit of guilt in there as, as well. And avoiding the actual, the actual problem. The actual problem, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next question, mate. Where do you see the future of veganism heading and how do you hope to contribute towards it? Um... Yeah, it's only going to get bigger. It's, I mean, the changes in the last five, ten years have been absolutely insane anyway. And now you're getting lots of people in the public sphere that are, you know, top of their game, that are, you know, people like Lewis Hamilton, um, people like Novak Djokovic. They're actually like goats of their sport. There's others below them as, as well. Um, yeah, people like that making it more fashionable. So... For me, I've just got to support it by being the best consumer I have. So if I see a vegan brand, that's always what I'm going to support. Always going to actually search out and actively support them as well. And do a good job of that anyway because I'm greedy. So if I see, if I see <laughs> vegan food by the side I've just eaten, I'm probably going to get a little bit more. So, um, yeah, and, and maybe as well being a bit more prominent in, in uh, my role as a, a good vegan runner. I'm not sure quite what I can do in the, the future but hopefully if I can be someone that people can see um, you know that that is already running to a, a good standard you know not quite at a national level of, of course but it's good enough. running yeah running quicker <laughs> than your, your average person yeah. so uh, if I can be some some somebody to that, look up to yeah mm-hmm. and then I yeah I'd relish that role well that's something that you're definitely doing mate um, already so Long may it continue. I just think that, yeah, people are going to start to align their actions with their moral views eventually. I think I can't yeah. see, you know, half the, half the population ain't savages, you know what I mean? Everyone, the majority of people share the same kind of moral beliefs. Um, people are already starting to understand yeah. where we're coming from, so I think it's a matter of time until we have more people that are having the penny drop with their behaviours and... Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully joining, and you know, it might not be overnight. It might be getting rid of milk on the cereal at first, but every change is a positive one, and hopefully, one day they'll uh, they'll make the the full change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the more products that come out, and the more the more it grows, I think people do realise that your consumer habits do make a difference. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than having the attitude of "oh, you can't change the world, you're not going to do nothing." Yeah. Well. You obviously can because it's already happening. It's, it's happening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the future is bright. Hopefully, uh, we'll find out. Mister Gladly, uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming up. Thanks for having me. Um, we did eight k this morning. It was good to uh, get my little claim to fame <laughs> and run with the elite. Um, yeah, eight k. It felt like twenty k for me. It probably felt like <laughs> burn off the cobwebs. It'd been a while for you, hadn't it? Yeah, it you probably well. felt like three or four steps for you. And, uh, <laughs> and I enjoyed it, man. 
Um, enjoy your time in the West Mids. Yeah. We're off to Wolves v Leeds. Wolves A Week. And VGM Boulevard. Cheers, mate. It's been it's been good, man. And I'll uh, I'll see you in two minutes. See you in a minute. Let's go eat. <laughs> nice one.